everybody. Happy Freya. Welcome to episode two of Happy Freya. I have no other than Francisco here, my wonderful guest, who will be speaking about the intelligence of plants. Now, as you can see, we actually, I want to get into this because he hooked up his plant right now to this device that he developed. I wonder if you could just like and get it just into- just went quiet. Oh, see, well, the plant the... is like shy. Yeah, they get shy. It's hap it happens there. Oh, oh. I don't know if you could see i just touched him and so you kind of walk up a bit so there's three of us on the show today is yeah. what was what we're communicating so francisco could you please share with us like your background i know you have a background in engineering but also your love of plants and how you develop this technology to communicate with the intelligent life of plants okay well there's a few questions there yes uh, as you said, I have a background in engineering, specifically electrical, uh, digital electronics, and some mechanical engineering. And my love for plants has always been there. But this story started for me when I spent some time living in a place called Damanhur in Italy, northern part of Italy, where they actually developed the technology. I can't say that I invented this. I've just ta taken it a few steps further. They actually developed the initial, I would say, commercial grade level of the technology. And in that place, or at that place, they also did a lot of experiments with plants in the form of communicating with each other and how they related to humans emotionally. Mm -hmm. And they even got to a point where they were setting up plant orchestras, multiple so cool. plants playing music together and it actually sounded very beautiful people people would literally come as a, a concert it was wow. set up on stage with multiple plants and it was a stage setting so lots of chairs like 100 people would come that's crazy and we would just literally sit there and listen to this orchestra of plants it was beautiful so when i left that place i wanted to take that with me take it further and <clears throat> Because of the cost, they were actually, they are still selling the device. It's about $2,000 to mm -hmm. buy one. Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to make my own and see if I could take it any further. So that's what I did. And so, I mean, that's, I mean, we're going to get into it in the second part of the episode. But like, um, like this box, like how does this work as in like connecting with the plant and like what is it reading exactly? Okay, so this, inside this box, which is basically a prototype of the machine that I eventually want to get to market is an electronic board that I had some help developing. Okay. Uh, and the, the device basically has two probes that connect to the plant. I have them, I don't think you can get on the camera, but we can yeah. get a close shot yeah, earlier and, this, yeah. and edit that in. For sure. So it has some very delicate clips that clip onto the leaf of the plant on two different points. And you can do it that way, or you can have one probe in the soil and then the other on the so on the leaf, or sometimes on the stem of the plant. But to, uh, to answer your question, what it's doing is it's measuring the very subtle, very small electrical shifts or changes in the plant, and then converting that into an audible sound that we can hear. That's so cool. And it effectively, as I like to explain, it's giving the plant the opportunity to play a keyboard. That is so cool. That, that, that's it. So that sound that you might be able to hear, or we'll edit in later, is 
a sound that I specifically chose. Okay. Because it's a it's a nice sound to hear. You could literally have it playing a violin, a piano, a trumpet. Oh no way! So there's different outputs for like the instrument. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. okay, cool. It's it's like letting it play a synthesizer. Okay. So what's more important than anything is re is understanding that the melody that you're hearing from the plant is the plant. Okay. It's like if you let a five-year-old play on a keyboard. Yes. It really is, doesn't matter what <laughs> instrument it's playing. It's really about the melodic, the melody, the t the different tones that it's shifting between. Okay. And S so at that, like, as you might be able to hear now, it actually has, I'm going to turn it off to see if the mic might be able to pick it up. It actually has a very, this one in particular, which I, I love to listen to all the time at home. I love it too. It has a like very so consistent Rhythm. tempo. Yeah, yeah. very. Like almost like uh, a pattern. Like yeah. I, I get I get the unique expression of this plant. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were just talking and, and somebody was helping us with the audio equipment and, and we're like, like each plant has its own unique expression. That's right. And its yeah. own unique song. That's so, right. and, and I think a lot of the viewers can relate to that because um, there are people who are like, you know, plants have different personalities. Like she, uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the audio uh, equipment people here was like, oh, I really want to know what the cactus has to say because yeah. there's like some plants really scream at you. Oh yeah. And even at the beginning, we're like, as soon as we hit live, it was quiet, right? Like yeah. the shyness of a plant. They, some of them, especially this one, tends to get shy in some cases because <laughs> I've brought this one in front of a hundred people. Or fifty people, ten people, and it's moody. Okay. I've, I, I've had this all started with simply an experiment for myself. Okay. I had it playing at home for months on end, okay. and I would, I began to recognize that there are times of day where it was more chatty than others. No way. So it's, it's, yeah. it actually can be moody. What? It responds to your emotions. That's for a, sure. That's a fact. Okay. I've had that. Uh, I've done many experiments, not just with myself, but with groups of people. Can you talk us a bit about that with um, sending thought waves that may be, you know, negative or harmful or hurtful towards a plant? Sure, yeah. <laughs> and those that are like life-giving yeah, and what happens? People are always reluctant to do this part. <laughs> They're always happy to do the love part, but it's the, you know, the other side of the coin. Does it respond to negative emotions? Yes. So I've done it with, I've done it myself and I've done it with groups of people where five to ten people would literally encircle a plant and we'd listen to it and we would give it loving words, living thoughts. And it would sound actually very similar to this and sometimes a little more chimey. It would go ding, ding. And then as a fair experiment should go, we did the opposite where we gave it some time sort of to settle down, didn't talk to it, and then started giving it negative emotions, saying, you're a bad plant, you're ugly, you're- It's terrible. You don't, yeah, terrible. Bad things about its mama, that and, kind of thing. And then the plant, would start to cre create sort of low, ugly melodies out of it. Lower, or like, yeah, just yeah. Just like, bam, boom, boom. <laughs> or go silent. Some plants actually just go silent, and then you don't hear from it from, like, half an hour to an hour. Seriously. So, yeah, it's, it's not always exactly predictable, because I think they're individuals. So they take it differently. Yeah. They take the negativity Different plants will take it differently. So you can't always predict exactly how they're going to behave, much like a cat or maybe a dog, unless it's a you know professional trained dog. But mm, I would like to get to a point where I would have a lab, you know, a room with a hundred so cool. plants with a hundred connection, connections. And so at that point, 
we would be more scientifically um, we would create a wider variable set as they would be as it would be said in the scientific community okay yeah. so what do you mean by wider variable set well if you have a hundred of the same plants okay all experiencing the same input okay like say you're just walking up and down the aisle of plants and saying I love you okay and then at the same time like a few hours later saying you're evil then you would c basically be collecting a hundred different signals from different plants right and the average would most likely be the most likely signal from all the plants do you think that like all cacti have like this have a gen general rhythm do you know what i mean versus like a snake plant versus you know a nerve plant or whatever like is I there I believe so. Okay. I can't say for sure because okay. I haven't had the you want to test it the, the privilege to test a hundred cacti plant. Okay. But it's you, you could say it's the same thing with dogs or humans for that matter. Yes. You know, there's that placebo test, and you need yeah. a you need enough experiments or enough subjects to get an average, and you'll be able to say at the end of the experiment, okay, we know that on average, this saying this to a plant or this temperature for the plant and so on will give us this result okay or give us this melody in this particular case you know i've heard i've heard isolated um studies as well where they put plants behind uh i want to say behind bars but but in a soundproof room kind of like this yeah right and mm -hmm. uh you know they send thoughts to it and they read it off a lie detector that polygraph machine polygraph machine yeah. thank you <laughs> so they read it off of that and and they and they measure that 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 i guess that leads to the question of do plants have thoughts and feelings and I know that this is kind of like if they do then should we be breathitarians <laughs> <laughs> that's a very controversial topic <laughs> it totally is it totally is but I liked your response and I was like I I, I want to include it in there I thought it was important okay so this is our pre-interview yeah. discussion <laughs> I don't believe that we should all be breathitarians I think a lot of people would suffer dramatically because they would not be able to quickly adjust their diet profile <laughs> okay. to do that and more importantly I believe in the understanding of some yeah. that all life feeds on life to survive like a cycle of life the animal uh, kingdom knows that yeah it's like not it is it is the cycle of life yeah yes yeah so whether even if you go to plants down to the bacterial level okay. at the root level okay. the roots are actually consuming other microorganisms digesting them and integrating them into their life structure so even plants technically are carnivores there you don't get you right down to the plant level there's no there's no being it's like a venus flytrap it's like we're just gonna take this and digest this well if you get to the point where you realize that all plant or all, all life is intelligent mm -hmm. and life is eternal in a constant cycle then there really is no death there really is just a constant transition of energy and life from one yes. to the other yes so personally i don't think that you can condemn somebody for consuming another life being whether that's a plant or a chicken but i do have a strong feeling for treating intelligent beings whether they're plants yeah i love how you said that the intelligence of plants or animals mm -hmm. maliciously mm -hmm. which is where i think treatment of plants yes you want to talk yeah about okay that. yeah so the treatment of animals and the treatment of plants and the intelligence 
so behind it. I think that if we get to the point where we recognize plants are intelligent, and in my opinion and many others, it's been proven, then we can look at all life on Earth and recognize that there is, they all life deserves a certain amount of respect as far mm -hmm. as its presence. So whether you're going to eat an animal or a plant, not pro obviously not a cacti, but you they deserve a certain amount of respect during their lifetime. So I personally, I, I do eat chicken, I eat fish, but I don't condone the torture or mistreatment of those creatures. Okay, yeah. So for the sake of the creatures and also for the respect to, towards myself, I don't want to be consuming an animal or a plant that's been tortured, whether through pesticides, herbicides, mm -hmm. or other things. I mean, that those things definitely torture them in certain ways as well. Yes, and or, the planet. And the planet, yeah. As a whole, because we're all connected. Thing. You know, it, it gets to that point where we're all one, which is a little bit cliche, but technically, if you understand, even at a scientific level, at a very simple, basic level, there's a circle. Yes. Then give some respect, whether it's a plant or, or, or meat. It's the same thing. That was good. That was really good. Okay. So that does that... Does that tie into, because you were sharing a bit about this before, um, about your, your, I mean, this is a passion project of yours. And just talk about like your, your intention, your reasoning why as you want, as to ha why you want to put this out to the world. Because I thought that was beautiful. Well, as you said, it was, it starts, it started off as a passion project mm -hmm. just to have that, I would say privilege almost to be able to listen to the plants in my space to see how this relationship that I've had with them is actually coming out it, so that that relationship is expressed in something in a way that I am more capable of interacting with. And I know that there are people out there that can literally connect with plants. I'm just not at that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's you. I just, yeah, I, I, totally, I totally connect with them, but, okay. but go ahead. This is about you. <laughs> so, as I've had this journey, this very personal journey with my plants and sharing that with a bunch of other people over the last year now, I've come to the conclusion that this needs to be brought out to the public in a much mm -hmm. bigger way because mm -hmm. I believe that there will be a point, a critical mass, where if enough people out there, either through the direct experience of these plants or by proxy, become get to a point where they realize that all life, all plants are intelligent, then we won't have any other moral choice than to give them the respect they deserve. And that effectively means the entire planet. Yeah. It's, a, it's a planet of intelligent life, or life beings. Yes. It's a life force. So I think that when that happens, the, the behavior of humans will have to change. It'll be a moral dilemma within us to say, we need to change our behavior towards the forest, towards the Amazon, towards the ocean, towards like the that. air that we live in. Yeah. And I think that will be, in my opinion, a point of raising consciousness or a point where, you said it better actually, it'll be a, this will be a catalyst or a facilitator to raising human consciousness so that will be better people on a better earth. We were saying, yeah, I remember this because we were talking about uh, part of raising your uh, consciousness and awareness is also um, raising, 
being in a receptive mode that Tesla was saying, right? Like my mind's only a receiver to information and knowledge. And when you are in that high vibratory state, as this plan is demonstrating vibration and energy mm-hmm. and consciousness, and you know, some may debate that, um, go read The Secret Life of Plants. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, it's, it's yeah, a it's fountain of knowledge. It's a great book by mm-hmm. Peter and vibration. Then you're going to get, you're going to send off a different signal and you'll get different solutions to problems and challenges that this planet faces. So, yeah, I mean, I love how when people will connect with this device and connect with their plans, something starts to change because it's like, hey, there's, you know, a, a different sound or, 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 you know, like with the snake plant, for example, I don't know if it's in the frame, but we're going to talk about that in the second part of the episode. But, um, you know, like when I come home, with, I mean, he's, I say he, but he's super excited to see me, right? And he's like, where'd you go? Especially when I came back from Toronto. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And, and providing this scientific box and basis, I think, helps, uh, you know, bridge the gap with the scientific community and the spiritual community. And, you know, we can all kind of fist pump and work, to- <laughs> work together on this, right? Because right. we're all in this together. Yeah. But can you describe to me, because um, we're going to wrap up this first part and the second part is going to get, we're going to do live demos. Yeah with these plants. So like, stay tuned and watch that. Like seriously, orchestra part of the plants and what that experience is like actually sitting on stage. Cause I'm trying to picture it in my mind and I would like to visualize it for our viewers. What it is to sit there and just like, how does that, how does that start? How does that go with the orchestra part of it? In Italy, what they literally had was a stage, a professional stage okay. with professional instruments and multiple plants. I think it was about eight plants on stage. Okay. Which was a raised stage, and then below in the audience was about 100 chairs where people could sit. Okay. And they had a a various selection of plants who were all technically trained to play music. And the so people, (laughs) probably some people are going to raise their eyebrows on that. (laughs) Because it goes back to the experiments and then the processes which they employed to okay. get these plants to actually be more melodic as far as we're concerned. That is so cool. We're, so, we're pushing consciousness to the edge. We're like edge walkers here. So <laughs> let's keep going. So they were able to show, and I've done this to my, my, I did these experiments at home of letting my plants and myself, of course, listen to different types of music. And I went from techno to rock to pop to classical and all the various subgenres, And I discovered that most of my plants actually preferred classical and Baroque for the most part. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and serious. and I, I say, I came to that conclusion simply because the melody that would come out of the plants okay. through this device yeah. was actually, for the most part, in sync with the music. Okay. It, it takes like 10, 20 minutes sometimes. But then after that time, you begin to hear this coherence of the melody and the music that I'm actually playing. Okay. And that's a pretty cool thing. It's sort of like listening to a prodigy child sitting there with a keyboard. You got, you know, Mozart playing in the background and then suddenly you're like, wait a second, you know, little Tammy on the keyboard is actually jamming (laughs) even though he's had no piano lessons. So what's going on? Yeah. So that's how that experience was. And then after time, you know, after like several months, okay. the it was pretty quick. So you you're priming the, it. Yeah. Okay. So then the experiment in Damanhur was simply, they would have one plant that would have a lot of experience with music. You just turn on the music and the plant would just like jam it out. 
with the music. And then they would have another plant that has never had any experience with music, and obviously it wasn't as trained. Seriously, hands down, that's so crazy. So the cool thing was the communication. What they did was they would take those two plants in an isolated room. They would sit them beside each other, and within an hour, it's as if one plant had fully trained the other one because then when they took the second plant, it was right there in tune with the first one. So wait, so they helped out each other? Yeah. They basically, just by sitting them beside each other, I can't remember if they were touching leaves, but the point is by giving them that proximity. They're in the same vicinity. Of, yeah. It, it's as if they all that transfer. melodical, all that music training was passed on. So then when we put the second plant, they when they put the second plant uh, in the room with music, yeah. it was right there playing along. So they did that with several Has plants, connected them all to different musical, electronic music equipment, Kay. and basically had an orchestra. Okay, that's just, I just, I need a moment. Can we all take a moment to just appreciate <laughs> what this man just said here? I didn't do it. They did it. <laughs> but hey, it's the story. I mean, we're here sharing this information, and yeah. I think it's so vital for the planet today, especially. And I have to say, like, just having your plant. I don't know if you named your plant. I, but. I don't, actually. They, they, I think that they have names, actually. It's some spiritual name that I haven't been told. I just give them a, the respect that, that I like to give them. and They just have a calming effect. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah. like when you have a pet or, like, you know, an animal companion in the room. It just changes the energy yeah. in, the, in that room. I wanted to just say further, um, when you had the two plants and one was kind of teaching the other... Mm. It reminded me of, of the secret life of plants because the mycelium network underneath, yeah. right? They would data transfer information. And if there was one part in the forest, because a forest knows when you're there. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. And they know who's there. Like when I go mm-hmm. to the forest, there's certain trees that I, I think this is important to like build a relationship with the trees and, and the animal kingdom and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. and it's not just and I'm not the only one who says there's another guy, the Herbal Jedi, who says this too. Um, but like, because <laughs> we're all in this together, yeah. right? Um, but he was just saying that, uh, like, go and build a relationship with the plant. Like, it's not just one time, you know, and your your buddies, you know. Sometimes it might happen that way, like with yeah. the cacti. But like, you know, like, build build that relationship. And, and the thing with the book that I just wanted to add, because I just want to share that with your story, was that if, if one area of the forest was weak, it would send like nutrition it would send nutritional value yeah right it's it's a competition versus cooperation sure i mean i wonder how a jungle is like oh a jungle is probably as more complex than human civilization that's true yeah there's always competition and sharing i think the nate the expression of that competition is a natural system of selection okay because even nature probably nature knows best than more than humans at this point that not everybody can live not everybody can grow so they need it a system needs to select the best out of what's available okay or who or what's available okay to take things further and then the rest can go back into the life cycle and contribute to those who are (coughs) representing the best you know, because that was interesting because, okay, because in, w- in one segment it was if, if a plant was feeling weak or sick, mm-hmm. it would send help. For sure. You know, and I yeah. was just like, okay, like, I think we're just scratching the surface on Sony. <laughs> I think there might be another episode coming out, I feel like. I mean, sure. a- pa- past part of Francis, I, w- I would love to. Yeah. Um, 
But let's just, let's wrap it up with this because I really want to get into the demos. We're going to get into the demos of this. Okay. Um, but what's next for you? What are you looking for um, with project-wise and funding and stuff? If you'd like to speak on that because like this is freaking amazing. Well, I want to bring this out to the public. I want everybody that's interested to have the opportunity to have this in their home. So what I'm looking for is some investment capital and manufacturing partners, people that can help me take this and develop it into a product that can be mass produced at a cost-effective scale okay. and have the, have the world, give the world an opportunity to listen to plants like I can. Thank you so much for your genius and for your intelligence and for bringing this device to North America, <laughs> you know, and um, letting us play with it and be a part of it and for communicating with our plants in such a unique and expressive way. Like, I can't wait to, um, I can't wait to have one of these. So, cool. so thank you so much. And thank you for watching. Now stay tuned next Freya. Happy Freya on Friday. We're going to release part two where we get nitty gritty down and dirty with these plants and show you at the soil level, at the root level, how, <laughs> how, how all this works. Yeah. And we'll have like a little mini orchestra of our own here in Vancouver, BC. Love you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have to add this too, because I don't know if I'm going to add it. Francisco does not have um, social media. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the only guy that i know that doesn't have like facebook or instagram or twitter or okay. <laughs> but i thought that was so beautiful because like there's some days where i'm like i just want to shut down my facebook account i know this might not be part of the plant show but i really want to share it what was your reasoning behind not engaging in social media that way <laughs> well I have you know to. <laughs> i just have this feeling that we spend way too much time with technology, with our screens. It's yes. just everywhere. I'd yeah. rather spend more time hanging out with the forest and the plants, or I play music, playing it. So I just like to keep things simple. I've got email. I've got a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, what else do I really need? I'd rather hang out with people in person and get to know their life through what they yes. want to tell me. Yes. Then follow some stream of constant info that's distracting me from what I would consider more important time spent. With plants. Yeah. So there you go. I resisted and I've been able he to do resisted. this for So let's see. But I'm here happens. bringing it out and we're yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to help or work with other people that want to bring that out. That's what they do. What I do is my own. We my own compliment thing. each other. Mm -hmm.